All right, it's the 1660s and we're in the midst of the scientific revolution. One of the obviously notable physicists and mathematicians is Isaac Newton, as in inventor of calculus and namesake of the Newton, a unit of force. But before he established the universal laws of motion and did his experiments with gravity, Newton was tinkering with a very different fundamental aspect of life on Earth, sunlight. Here's what he did. He did a bunch of experiments with white light and prisms. When he passed it through a glass prism, he found that the light could be split into seven colors. Think of the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon album cover. Light is the wave-like movement of photons through space. What Newton was observing was only a small fraction of these wavelengths are called visible light. So what this really means is that the red we see is scientifically just a lower frequency but longer wave than the orange, which is longer than yellow, which is longer than green, which goes on and on and on, all the way through the familiar acronym many of us have heard, Roy G. Biv, the rainbow. But no matter how much you explain wavelength, refraction, and absorption, all this science just boils down to what we already know. Light is everywhere. It's how we see the world around us. It's how plants make the energy vital for all earthly life. And ultimately, it impacts our experience of the world around us, our mood when we sleep, if we get headaches, and even our mental health. But light has had a significant presence in another particular field, art. From many centuries ago, masterpieces such as the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci and the Starry Night by Vincent van Gogh reflect the significance of light in the smallest details of their work. And speaking of the Starry Night, we will get to talk and learn a bit more about van Gogh and how light has interacted with fine arts in modern times. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kate Westbrook. My name is Jack Lee. I'm Cameron Pian. And this is State of the Pod. We're going to move further forward in time and space, all the way to France. And we're going to situate ourselves in St. Paul de Mossol, which is the mental hospital and former monastery that famous painter Vincent van Gogh checked himself into in May of 1889. Growing up, van Gogh went through periods of depression, mania, seizures, and hallucinations, and sadly committed suicide when he was 37 years old. At one point, he cut off his own ear with a razor. So after that, he was sent to a hospital and recovered in a few weeks, but then checked himself into an asylum when he realized that he wasn't getting any better. Wow, his experiences must have been devastating. I mean, there might seem to be more darkness than light in Van Gogh's life, but he actually spends most of his time expressing himself through light. After all, color can be, in another term, be translated to light, and Van Gogh is famous for his bold use of color in his artwork. Okay. Let's back up a bit. How is color in art related to light? How do we even see color? Well, to understand these relationships, we should try looking from scientific and biological perspectives. Light is made up of many different wavelengths. When you look at things, some wavelengths are absorbed and you don't see them, and other wavelengths are reflected and you do see them. For example, what color is an apple? It's red, right? So when you see an apple, it's reflecting the red wavelengths and absorbing all those other ones. The reflected wavelengths pass through your eye where it's passed 
into receptors called rods and cones. And then that information goes to the visual cortex in the brain, which tells you what colors you're seeing. We can imagine colors inside of our head. Like if I told you that my house was a yellow house with a green door, you guys could probably put that image in your head, even though you've never seen the color yellow of my house or that door. And like your rods and cones aren't firing saying, oh, like that house reflects this light. Um, so like color is very much something that's happening inside of our head too. Uh, and like that has to do with the occipital lobe, which is like right at the base of your, right. uh, like or the top of your neck, base mm -hmm. of your head. Um, and so it's like this recall of color is really important mm -hmm. to the way we work as humans too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm trying to draw uh, like a canyon, right? Or like a national park. Then my hippocampus would activate thinking back to the time I visited the national park. And then I would kind of like try to like, because I can't, I can't go, right now I can't go to the Grand Canyon to draw the Grand Canyon, right? Like I would have to like remember what it looks like. And then I would have to think of myself in the actual place and then try to some, try to like try to find the between like in the in, like in the middle and then draw it yeah it's that was my personal experience because like when i tried to draw like a grand canyon one day like i like drawing too like i tried to like think like oh what did it look like how big was it you know what the, what was the color and yeah art is all about color and van gogh found that art was the best way for him to cope with his mental illness while he was in the asylum, he completed 150 paintings, including the famous story night. In a letter to his brother Theo, he wrote, It is true that I am often in the greatest misery, but still there is within me a calm, pure harmony of music. In the poorest huts, in the dirtiest corner, I see drawings and pictures, and with ir irresistible force my mind is drawn towards these things. In art, sometimes, instead of just painting uh, a bleak landscape, say it's it's a cloudy day in Ithaca, New York, um, an artist might be like, oh, well, I could visualize this part of the world in my head and say, uh, I really like the colors orange and blue. I'm going to go back to them. Col yeah. Or like uh, blue and yellow, uh, yellow and green. These like using these colors together can enhance the, the scene and make it more vivid compared to like what they're actually seeing. Um, so in that way, like the artist is manipulating natural use of color or like in abstract art, you get like less, uh, less real uses of color mm -hmm. and more of like an interpretation. I guess I was wondering, like, what do you think makes an artist do a good job when they stray from just like imitating nature? Oh, I think a lot of the masterpieces come from um, they're, they're comparing contrast from their imagination to the actual nature. So I feel like a lot of the, the, the color combination and all the, um, the, the, the complex relationship of color in their art um, come from that comparing contrast. I think I, I would imagine that artists like, um, like Van Gogh um, and Da Vinci would um, not try to like draw based on what they see, but try to draw based on what they would imagine something would be. Um, like for instance, um, like I don't know, I don't, I haven't read a lot of sources about the story night, but I think if he, um, 
like it, when he drew the story night, I think he would have kind of tried to compare and contrast between what what would be the dark night, what would be the the glowing dark night, and what is actually the glowing dark night, and then maybe he tried to kind of st- uh, try to find the middle between his imagination and the reality, and then try to portray that at, portray that as closely as possible. Van Gogh's use of color often reflected the intensity of his emotions as well. He described color as poetry and the enthusiasm in life. He liked to use complementary color pairings, which are colors that are directly opposite each other on the color wheel, such as blue and yellow or red and green. His attraction to clashing colors reflected his inner mental conflict. In the night cafe, which he painted in 1888, two years before his suicide, he used intense shades of red and green to show, quote, the terrible passions of humanity. And as his mental health sadly got worse, he began to use increasingly bold color combinations, such as yellow and purple in the sewer. Van Gogh's story inspired me so much about the relationship between art and mental health. Um, how do you think you guys would use color to um, cope with you know, feeling tired and exhausted? Yeah, so I actually, I took uh, a drawing and painting class for, like, during senior year in high school, um, and it was interesting because kind of what happens to Van Gogh and, like, how he expressed his emotions through his color um, usage and how his life translated into his art, I feel like I saw that because, like, the first half of my senior year was, like, a little rough, so... I found myself creating pieces that were more like grayscale, um, like more subdued. And then like second semester, like life got better. And our like final project was our teacher let us paint whatever we wanted. And so I painted this really like peaceful scene of like nature. And there were these like swirls of like um, pink and blue and like orange in the sky. Um, so when I got my like portfolio back at the end of the year, it was just so interesting to see how, you know, it started off like gray and then like slowly like filling with color. And by the end, it was the final piece was like super colorful and very happy, very peaceful. Um, so I feel like I do have like maybe personal experience with that. Um, I view the world in a very scientific way. Uh, so like for me, there's this axis that exists between colors and like humans and biology. So while my biology like is kind of imparting on my color expression this like maybe I'll wear different clothes I'll wear darker colors like I I don't know in times of my life sometimes I just like want to wear only black or gray and like it's not something I'm consciously being like oh like I'm sad I should not wear color but then there are times where I'm like oh this is like such a fun night I'm really excited to put on like something really colorful that shows my excitement so I think it goes both ways for like how I express color but what like really strikes me as interesting about like mental health as it relates to color and light is how these lights and such can make us feel differently uh, in a like it's changing our perception of the world. So when I was starting to like look into the stuff for this podcast, we were talking about light therapy a lot. And I think that's one way that like really shows how 
your brain science is connected to the colors that you see because light, light therapy is all about just like uh, exposure to like different wavelengths of light that help you uh, your brain function uh, better and that relates all to your circadian rhythm and like helping yourself produce serotonin and get enough sleep because uh, like these parts of your brain are also interconnected and I think like that for me is like the resounding note of like wow like we interact with light and light interacts with us and like when it comes to mental health it's all interconnected. I kind of go back to like my good times in the past you know like let's say um, when I was in elementary school and went to the beach with my family or went to uh, hiking with my fa- like with my family or my relatives like at that time I kind of think of green I can think of brown mm. and then I try to like comfort myself um, through the colors that have been like like that that can re- like reflect those times because I can't put my I can't obviously uh, take the time machine and go back t- go back there mm-hmm. so like I try to like think of colors that attach to the to the memories and then um, what I what I think I can do is maybe like you know color like like draw the, those the, those past and memories and then like emerge myself with the colors um, um, in the in the past yeah it all ties back to how you know, color is associated with memory and emotion. So I think it's really interesting how the physical way we perceive color is like very scientific and kind of logical. Um, but you see this blend of like how science and emotion and memory all like intersect. And I think a lot of times we don't think about that, how, I don't know, emotions and logic and science are all very dependent on each other. They're all in this one interconnected relationship. Like Van Gogh, we all use color to express our feelings daily. Can you think of some ways you make choices with color? Colors all around us. Every day we choose what color we'll wear. We paint our room and house a certain color. We all have a favorite and least favorite color. So now we've established that we interact with the color around us. But recently we've begun to understand that light has been interacting with art still to this day, especially in modern art. Let's look at some prime examples. The artist Dan Flavin actually worked directly with light. He made sculptures out of physical light fixtures. So he used tubes of different colors of neon light to create these really cool structures that were displayed in the famous Guggenheim Museum in New York. Another example is the Japanese artist Takashi Murakami, who makes art inspired by anime styles. He uses very bright and bold color palettes which gives his art a happy, cute, and cheerful tone. His ability to express joy through color has made his work very celebrated in pop culture. He's expanded beyond painting to fashion and animation, collaborating with Louis Vuitton and Pharrell Williams. There was also a trend called color field painting, which is where artists like Mark Rothko and Barnett Newman made paintings that looked just like squares of color. When you think of contemporary or abstract art, you might be picturing a color field painting. The artists were trying to make their work very open to interpretation and believed that not having any other objects in the paintings would unlock deep, broad, emotional response in people. Uh, Mark Rothko said, I'm interested only in expressing basic human emotions. And the fact that a lot of people break down and cry when confronted with my pictures shows that I can communicate these basic human emotions. I always wear a mood ring, Um, so I, like, looked into what different colors 
uh, like mean according mm. to mood rings. Mm. Um, and typically it's like, oh, if it's red, it's exciting yeah. or daring. And there's also like the negative side of like, are you frustrated or mm. are you angry? Um, and then like, I think what's really interesting is that mood rings work based off of like temperature mm. and it's like totally not color based at all. Um, but we have this like cultural use of color uh, of like, oh, like the red dress in the mm-hmm. Matrix, like that yeah. that red signified something. Or if we mm-hmm. look read read books, like a common critique is like the use of color in The Great yeah. Gatsby to show <laughs> different the green like, light. Like, yeah, that green light. Um, so I, I don't know. Like there's like this whole like linguistic approach mm-hmm. to like looking at color. That's another facet of like how art invades our like culture. Jack, what's your favorite color? Uh, it's blue. The ocean's blue. And my favorite scenery, among many other na- natural sceneries, is ocean. So, blue it is. Um, I, when I'm stressed or something, like, I try to um, go to the ocean. I try to go, like, to the beach to, like, kind of, like, enjoy myself. Personally, blue is a symbol of, like, limitless possibility and... Um, the, the grandeur is like the very big, um, like, very, like admirable nature. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I definitely relate because I also grew up like by the beach. So blue is definitely a color that signifies comfort to me. But I would say that's one of my favorite colors. My other favorite color is lavender because I really love the movie Tangled. And Rapunzel wears like a lavender dress, and I think I've always been someone very connected to like stories and media. Um, so I definitely think my color preferences are influenced by the characters and stories that I feel connected to or really treasure. So that's kind of my justification. But what about you, Kate? Um, what's crazy is that I really love the color blue and the color lavender, but not—they're not my favorite colors. And that's because they are both part of, like, a sunset and complement the color orange really well. So my favorite color is actually the color orange. And I've always wanted to travel to, like, Arches National Park and see these, like, really vibrant, rusty, like, rusty oranges next to the color blue. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you learned something. And we wanted to leave you with something to think about. Um, so what's your favorite color? And why?